I sat down, I watched it, and it changed my life because that was the thing that flipped the switch in my brain going, okay, if I control how I'm thinking about things, that puts me back in control. It's, it's kind of like my life before I was driving the car and my foot was on the gas pedal full blast, but my hands weren't on the steering wheel. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hi friends, my guest on today's show has completely turned his life around from being £100 overweight and $40,000 in debt to turning his wealth around completely and just exploding his business and also losing the £100 in weight. But not just that, actually helping collectively his um, coaching clients lose £35,000 in weight. Um, So pretty amazing achievements. And what he does in today's episode is lay out his framework for utilizing the law of attraction, uh, which is often very misunderstood, and how to use affirmations, how to set the framework for your day in terms of both your morning and your evening routine um, to achieve your wildest dreams. And he tells us basically exactly how he's done it. So it's a very inspiring interview that I think you'll get a lot of value from. Um, his name's Adam Schäuble. He is a health coach, a podcaster, and also a podcasting business coach. Um, and I think you're really going to enjoy the episode. But before we dive in and I introduce you to Adam, I just want to tell you about a couple of things. So first of all, I have a January gift for you. If you go to my website, www.angelafosterperformance.com forward slash healthiest hyphen year hyphen ever, you can actually download a free PDF that will take you through how to review last year, how to see what you achieved and work out what the obstacles and challenges are and set really big lofty goals for this year that are meaningful and actually take you through a process of how to achieve them. And then the second part of this workbook actually shows you how to create a framework for optimizing your health. And I share in it lots of my biohacking strategies that you can use. You can just literally copy and paste those across into your life and start playing with them and utilizing them. So if you're interested in downloading that, you just need to go to my website, www.angelafosterperformance.com forward slash healthiest hyphen year hyphen ever, and you can download it. And the other thing I want to tell you about before we get started is I'm often asked what my routines are in terms of optimizing my sleep. And this is where I really control my light exposure. So I do things like if I'm working in the evening, I will I have the Flux app on my laptop, which is a free app that you can download, which minimizes blue light. I have settings on my phone to do that as well. I have a digital sunrise. So I have for an hour before bed, I won't be looking at any screens. Um, and I also dim the lighting. But I also use some products by a company called Red Light Rising who have a great range of both lighting and eyewear to really help you um, basically simulate that morning sunrise and evening sunset. So I utilize their red light and you get all the benefits of near infrared and red light therapy. It's something that for those of you that have been following me will know I meditate in front of in the morning and I get all of the mitochondrial benefits and the skin boosting collagen benefits. Um, It also helps you increase time to failure um, for workouts. It can help repair um, injury Um, So really, really amazing. And I love that. And I'll have it on in the evening, actually, just to offset um, any blue light and kind of simulate that sunset. And then I also use their eyewear. So they have a great range of blue light blocking lenses. Um, They have some lenses called the Day Pro, which I actually wear in the late afternoon. These can really help to protect you from excessive junk light and also help you align your circadian rhythm. Um, And they can help protect against things like eye strain and headaches and, and anxiety and a number of other conditions that can be caused from excessive blue light. So I start wearing those during the afternoon. They block about 95% of blue light in the four to 400 to 450 nanometer spectrum. 
Um, so our, our ancestors would still expect to see some blue light during the afternoons. And so that's why these lenses actually allow a small amount in. But then as we the day draws on and we move into the evening, two to three hours before bed, I will actually t- shift over into their night pro. Um, and this has really, really helped to increase the amount of deep sleep that I get. And those lenses actually block 100% of all blue and green light in the 400 to 550 nanometer spectrum, which is what clinical trials have shown to negatively disrupt melatonin production. So that means that you can still watch Netflix and wear these lenses and still protect your sleep. So if you want to check them out, go over to uh, redlightrising.co.uk. Have a look. They have some really good ranges. Uh, I really like the look of them. You might have seen me wearing them on social media. And if you put in my name, all in caps, so Angela in capitals at checkout, they will also give you a discount. But I highly recommend those lenses. So let's move on and let me introduce you to Adam Schäuble. I am joined today by Adam Shibley, who is a health coach, a podcaster. Um, He is a host of the Low Carb Hustle podcast and also a podcasting business coach. Adam, welcome to the show. I'm excited because this is very, very timely. I know that you have an incredible story around how to set and achieve goals and literally transform your life. And so we are recording this in January 2021, which is a perfect time. So a huge and very warm welcome to the show. Thank you, Angela. You came on my podcast and you totally rocked it. Uh, you gave us so much value. So I'm I'm definitely feeling the pressure. I got to come and bring it today for your audience. So you guys better hold on tight. <laughs> I know you're going to bring it. It's amazing. So let's dive in. Let's start because you have a pretty incredible story. Um, we were chatting earlier about how, you know, back in 2007, you were actually a hundred pounds heavier and, and there was a whole life transformation that you went through, not just in terms of your health, but your wealth. Can you give us a bit of background on that first of all, to kick off? Yeah, Angela, this is a, a fun place to start for me because my life transformation, which includes my business, my relationships, everything. It started with a health transformation. And and back in 2007, I was at that rock bottom moment that I think a lot of people in our world are kind of feeling right now. So this might be timely, but uh, I was kind of circling the drain of life. I was 327 pounds. I was unhappy with my relationships, my health. I had a ton of credit card debt, $40,000 plus of credit card debt. Um, just not happy and feeling very out of control. And that was the thing that kind of flipped the switch for me. I started to search for how do I reclaim control over my life? And it started for me with, all right, what's the easiest thing to start controlling? Well, for me, that was my health. Like, what do I put in inside my body? How do I treat my body? How do I respect my body? So the, the, I was looking for answers and I wasn't having a lot of success until I had a friend uh, introduce me to my first ever dose of personal development material, uh, which was the, the Law of Attraction. There was a DVD called The Secret, The Law of Attraction. And um, the first friend that actually let me borrow that, I pretended to watch it. I was like, I don't really think I need this mumbo jumbo. And I gave it back. And I was like, oh, that was great. Thank you. So, so powerful. But I didn't actually watch it. I just pretended to, to appease them. But then it showed up again a few weeks later and I was like, okay, I need to check out what this is all about. I sat down, I watched it and it changed my life because that was the thing that flipped the switch in my brain going, okay, if I control how I'm thinking about things, that puts me back 
in control. It's, it's kind of like my life before I was driving the car and my foot was on the gas pedal full blast, but my hands weren't on the steering wheel and implementing the law of attraction, implementing some positive affirmations and, and goal setting in that way made me feel like I was able to put my hands back on the steering wheel and understand where I was trying to get to and how I was going to get there. So that helped tremendously. And that night after I watched uh, that movie, I sat down and I mapped out a process that I, I, I coach people on now that I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So it's a combination of goal setting, affirmations, and implementation. So I sat down, I, ma- I gave myself a five-year deadline. I sat down on July uh, 12th of 2007. And I said, by July 12th of 2012, this is what my life will, will look like. Here's where my health is. Here's where my relationships are. Here's where my, my business is. Here's where my finances are the whole thing. And I basically placed my order uh, with the universe uh, per se. And then I said, all right, you know, this whole law of attraction thing is exciting. It's good, but I can't just be sitting in my basement wishing myself thin or wishing myself financially independent. I had to implement. And, and I have a saying now, you can't spell attraction without action. So I made a deal with myself that I've got this list of goals and affirmations. I said, all right, I can show up for myself in a certain way over this time frame." So I kind of made a deal that I was going to read these out loud and sit and think and feel these every morning and every night. And every morning, it was to set the tone for the day and to open my eyes to look for opportunities. And every night, it was about accountability. And I'd ask, I'd ask myself, did I do anything to move the needle in the correct direction, even 1% today with these, these things I'm affirming? And if the answer was no, I had to do something before I'd allow myself to go to sleep. So I did that over a five-year span from July 12th of 2007 uh, to July 12th of uh, 2012. I was actually seven days late on checking off my final thing. Uh, that I had set for myself this final goal where on July 19th of 2012, I opened up an 8,000 square foot fitness facility on the road, the main road of my hometown. I had a hundred people waiting for me to teach them uh, at 6 a.m. in the morning. And that was the first time I ever shared the story that I'm sharing here today. I was a hundred pounds healthier. I was married. I had started a family. I had erased all my debt. I started a business. I had 30 employees, this, this brand new facility hundreds of customers locally. I'd already helped 15 of my hometown members lose over hundred pounds themselves. And just like the results are exploding everywhere. The community ended up losing 35,000 pounds total through the business that I created, this, this bootcamp program. And uh, it just was because I set a goal, I affirmed those goals and focused on them every single day. And I implemented on those goals every single day for five years and seven days. And I checked everything off that list. My life was completely transformed. So that's, that's kind of the nutshell uh, beginning of this, this journey I'm on right now. That's an incredible story. Incredible. I actually, I want to kind of quiz you on some of the things there, because I think it's really interesting. So I, when I first watched The Secret, and it was probably, I'd say a year after you, actually, I think it was after I had my first child. And I, my first instinct was this is, this is a load of rubbish, right? I don't believe because I think that the thing with the secret, and I've studied it a lot since actually, because I, you know, I could see the magnetism of it all. I would say two things. My first thing was like, 
I'm not sure this is true. And I think many people get this. And if it is true, oh shit, because what if I'm attracting all the wrong things, right? <laughs> so I think I think a lot of people have that experience because I've been looking at Esther Hicks' work uh, recently, and she talks about you know and and actually how there is only a source of of well-being and, and really it's the resistance that make different things show up. And we can talk about that in a sec. But I think that initially I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I realized the key component, as you say, is the action. And I don't think the movie does that bit justice because it's almost as though you can sit on the sofa or give all your money away and it's all just going to show up. Whereas I completely agree with you, it's the action that sets in motion what you are, what you've put out there into the ether, right, to attract. Um, now, one of the things that I find that I think people struggle with is this concept of um, of actually, and I was talking about this when I interviewed Emily Fletcher on uh, on from Ziva Meditation, is this concept that you put something out there and because manifestation comes into this and you need to release attachment. So, if you don't release attachment to it, you're then trying to control too much and you're not allowing the universe to move the parts, which is a greater intelligence. You've just got to take your action and have the belief that it's going to happen. Um, how did you manage that? Because obviously, when you're in that situation, you've got all this weight to lose. You are significantly in debt, but you know what that dream is. It's hard for people in that situation to not hold on too tightly, I think. How did you manage that? Well, this is a great question, Angela. And I think the perspective from which we measure our progress is a key part of this. A lot of people, when they set goals and have this big mountainous transformation they want to create with, with their life, they're in a constant feeling of, I'm not there yet. I've done... You know, I've lost five pounds, but I haven't lost a hundred pounds yet. I'm down five five thousand dollars in debt, but I'm not down four. I still have thirty five thousand dollars in debt. So, one of my mentors is a, a a business coach named Dan Sullivan. He's got a program called the Strategic Coach. Shout out to them. He talks about measuring from where you are versus uh, we can't measure from where we are compared to where we want to be. That's the horizon line that keeps like, that's like trying to go out and find the horizon. We'll never get there. It's always out in front of us. We measure from where we are to where we started. So that was my mindset along this journey was I celebrated all the momentum that I was building and that allowed me to release all that pressure of feeling, but I'm not there yet. And I see this with weight loss all the time where people don't celebrate the progress at all. They're just putting all this pressure on themselves. And as we both know, pressure leads to stress. Stress leads to reduction of willpower and all the hormonal impacts. And that slows down results. Like how many clients have you seen or for your listeners, like their, their weight loss journey might look like this. When you get really close to a goal of being under 300 pounds for the first time or being under 200 pounds for the first time, how many of you have seen the results slow down because you put pressure on yourself. Like maybe the next way in, maybe that's the one. And then it's not, and you get upset and you're, you know, then it stresses you out and you start questioning what you're doing and the methods and you might cheat or backslide and all this. So being able to plant our feet in the ground, look at where we started and have some sort of an assessment routine where we go and where we celebrate instead of just checking those things off the list and go, wow, I've lost 15 pounds so far. 
here's how much better I feel since I started. Yes, I've got this goal driving me forward and we're going to get there, but look at all of this, all this progress. So I think that's like the key mindset switch that we have to flip with this scenario. If you've got a large journey, whether it's financial or business or health, it's very important to have some sort of an assessment routine where you're very focused on where you are now to where you began and releasing any stress or pressure to get to that goal. This is, I see this happen. There's this kind of weird thing. I don't know if it's just American men that I'm dealing with that are doing this, but uh, I, I I feel like I'm, I'm okay to make fun of, of middle-aged American men. We do this dumb thing where we go, okay, I'm getting ready to turn 40 years old. And by the time I turn 40, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in 40 days because all the numbers are 40. And that makes sense in my weird brain that and I'm going to put pressure on myself to do this. It's the 40 pound and 40 day, 40 year old challenge. And I'm just like, how about we just get healthier? Let's just focus on getting healthier, no matter how long it takes us to lose that 40 pounds or that hundred pounds. Like it took me five years to lose a hundred pounds. Was, am I upset about that? No, like <laughs> I'm, I'm celebrating that. And it's not like, oh, but my friend lost a hundred pounds in a year. So they're so much better than I am. It's just like, I'm healthy. I've kept it off. I'm confident. I celebrated every pound along the way. And I didn't put this unnecessary, like finish line pressure on myself. It has to be done by this date. My goal when I created my affirmations wasn't to lose a hundred pounds in that five years. It was to consistently get healthier over that five years. And that's, that was a, a big mental pressure release for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's kind of connecting, isn't it, with the feeling that you will have when you achieve that. So like you mentioned weight loss there. And I think another example, particularly for women and women put more pressure on themselves than I think men when a couple are trying to conceive a child, for example, is it can feel like massive pressure to, to have that baby. And you're almost, you know, they're almost checking like, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant this month? Right. I want to have it. I want to have it. And then often you see this with when they have start fertility treatment, almost as soon as they've given up the control element to someone else. And it's like the IVF is going to do it. Sometimes just the notification of that appointment, they're already pregnant before it happens. And I remember this experience because in my late twenties, I was diagnosed with PCOS and endometriosis. And I had to have quite extensive surgery. And the the surgeon was sitting there with me saying, you know, if you want to start a family, and I was going for partnership in the law firm at, the, at that time. And he was like, if you want to start a family, the next six months is your best chance. And, and I was like, okay, what happens if not? You know, could I have IVFs on that? He was like, probably not going to work for you because there's a fundamental reason. You know, it works for couples that we don't know why it's kind of unexplained infertility. But in your situation, we know what it is and it regrows. We've removed it. So this is your best chance. And I remember just thinking, wow, okay, now I've got two goals this year. I want to make partner and I want to have a baby. And the process was I can take the steps and the action point. And I really want to be a mom and I envisage myself in that role. Um, And I'd love to make partnership this year as well. But you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to do all the action steps and then I'm going to see what happens. And I was very fortunate, you know, at eight months pregnant, I became pregnant, eight months pregnant, I got partnership. But I I think that release was part of the manifestation of those goals. I think that had I been so hell-bent on either one of those, one or both of them would never have happened. 
Um, and I think that's the thing. It's almost like you you connect with where you want to go, right? The end result. And you decide on the action steps you're going to take. And then the rest is kind of giving it up to the universe, right? It's in its own divine timing for you, however long it took. It doesn't matter, right? When you get there, you get there. And you're so happy that you did get there. Maybe you weren't even ready for it before. Um, and I think the danger is when people lose sight of them, they, they kind of feel despondent because they're not getting there quickly. They then return to the familiar and that's the trap, right? Then they then they binge and then they go back to eating as they were before. And, and that's a struggle. Um, but I'm, I'm interested there because affirmations is an area that's really what, like quite misunderstood by people as well. And it's used a lot in with athletes and in sport and clearly they work or they wouldn't, they wouldn't be used by these high performers. How did you go about creating the affirmations and really putting the emotion behind them? Because you've got to connect with the affirmation, right? There's no point in just saying, you know, I have whatever it is, a seven figure business or whatever it is that you're looking to create, but then there's no desire or emotion with it. Can you explain for people how they can actually do these affirmations? How often you read them in that process? Yeah. So this is a great question. I, I love it. I love it. I love the way we're going here. All right. So it's very important to have that emotional component that, that you talked about, at least it was for me. So I would, I, the first part of the process, I just have people list their goals. All right. So just make a list. And so maybe one of them is to get healthier, to lose hundred pounds, whatever. A couple of key things. Once we create an affirmation, I, I personally always write it uh, in the present tense. I am, I have, I have completed this. So that's important. It's got to be all positive with no negative terminology in there. So when I was talking about my debt, I, I didn't include the word debt in my affirmation because I didn't want to be just repeating the word debt in my, you know, on a daily basis, twice a day. So I talked about financial freedom. I'm financially free. I have X amount in my bank account. I can, you know, I can spend in this certain way or whatever. So it's all positive. A rule that I, I have that's just a continuing rule that I still use is if when I'm reading the affirmation, if I feel negativity, if I feel pressure from it and I start to think I'm not there yet or that, that sort of pressure, I have to shift something in it or get rid of it because that's not what, that's not the brain food that I want to consistently be putting inside my head. So if I start feeling that, I'm not there yet, I, I don't like this, I don't like reading this, you know, if that's the vibe I'm getting, it's either erased or changed and that's very important. So it's all positive, it's present tense, it it excites you. Like you should be excited to do this every day. And then you should feel very focused and locked in when you do this, especially at the beginning of the day, like this affirmations at the beginning of a day to me, get me excited because it motivates me for the day. I sit and I try to feel it. So when I have a business goal or a, a financial goal or a weight loss goal, I try to put myself in that place and almost talk to myself for that, that future self, you know what I'm saying? And kind of say, okay, this is, this is where I am. And I try to feel those emotions. So it really gets me fired up. And then when I go throughout that day, I'm looking for opportunities to move the needle. And so maybe I meet somebody that I can learn from or a great connection with business, or I listen to a podcast and they mention a book that I think, oh, that could help me. So I'm looking for opportunities to make my progress for the day. And at the end of the day, reading them again, it just resets the tone 
And it's that accountability of, okay, did I do anything? Because that's very important. Implementation is so important to me. And that's why I was able to make such a dramatic shift. When you think about it, five years isn't that long, really, in our lifespan. But I was able to do a lot of positive things, a lot of positive progress because of that constant uh, implementation. So uh, again, it's got to be present tense for me. It's got to be positive. Any negativity or any vibe shift there, we get rid of it or, or change it because it should be something that you don't feel like you have to do. It should be something that you really look forward to doing every day. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's 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 it makes complete sense. And it's really interesting actually because I've been trying to dive into I struggled a lot with um with postnatal depression. It then went in, as you know, when I was on your show, talked about it um and cl- a clinical depression and then bipolar medication. And I've been doing a lot of reading because I want to kind of help people having come through that myself. How do you get through that? And this ties in with the affirmations. I was reading with Esther Hicks. She really sums this up really, really well in the, her book, um, Ask and It Is Given. Because when you were talking about that, about that affirmation, if it doesn't connect yet and it doesn't resonate, it's got to go. And, and she says the same thing, because if you've got something that that vibration is just a bit too high for you at the moment. So it might be that you're depressed and the vibration is ultimate joy, right? Which is the highest level. Uh, you can't go there yet. It's too much. A bit like the goal may be too big. So it's like, yeah. what's the next highest vibe, isn't it, for me? What's the next? How can I raise my vibration? What's the next best thought? And often she said people fall in the trap where with people with depression, it manifests as anger. Now, anger is a higher vibration than depression, which is right at the bottom. But often the people around them will turn around and go, why are you so angry? Stop. And it's not, it's coming up and out and they can move from anger to a higher vibration. And it's kind of like thinking, well, and, and I guess in, in to, to draw a similarity there with the affirmations, would you say then, then it's almost like, okay, maybe I've got this end goal, right? Maybe I'm going to pay off all my debt, but maybe the first one is I have released however much debt, right? First, because yes. that's meaningful. And you can say that with passion and enthusiasm and believe it. Yeah. Yeah, you have you just hit the nail on the head. You have to believe it. If you're reading these things and you're thinking in your head, no way, buddy, like that's not a good affirmation. Uh, you have to, and or if you read it and go, ah, I really don't actually want that anymore. Like that, people run into this problem a lot. They're like, oh, I committed to it. It's on my thing. I've got to see it through. No, this is your life. You are placing your order for the life of your dreams. So make it so. Like, don't if something isn't. If there's some course that you wanted to create and you were like, I'm going to sell 5,000 of these courses. And all of a sudden you start creating, you're like, oh, this is terrible. I don't like this. This isn't what I want to do. Then remove it and put something else in there. But it has to feel like I can actually do this. It has to feel doable. Uh, So like you said, if, if you put too big of an ask out there, pull it in a little bit closer. It's like, uh, it's like dominoes. If you line up a lot of dominoes, uh, the, I don't know. I don't know if you know domino physics, Angela, but I'm a domino physics expert. Uh, one domino, if you line it up, it can knock over a domino twice its size. And then that one can knock over a domino twice its size. So all we have to do is think about is flicking over the first domino, that's the smallest one, that will then create a chain reaction of positivity. So maybe your debt goal is 50,000, but that first domino we're going to flick over is just, I have, a, I'm confident in my debt reduction plan or my financial abundance plan. That, that's the way I would phrase it. I have confidence in my financial abundance plan, or I have saved $1,000 in my safety fund, or I, I maxed out my retirement account 
or my 401k in 2021. Like those sorts of things uh, are, are what I would personally do if, if like a financial goal was a little bit too far out there. Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. And what would you say then in terms of, because the next thing, right, you can have this goal, you've created the affirmations, you're connecting with it. And as you say, it's very, very powerful because then you're looking for opportunities all day. And that reticular activation system is now engaged. It's a bit like when you buy a car, isn't it? All of a sudden, it seems like everybody else on the road has the same car as you, but before you didn't notice them. Um, So you've engaged that and you're looking for opportunities. But what about the discipline? Okay, because there's going to be bad days here as well. And there's going to be days when you're just, I don't feel like it. I know that you you mentioned that you get up at 4am, you're an early morning person. How do you set yourself up for achievement and get yourself into that mental state and deliver on it day after day? Or do you have bad days and you just write them off? Well, I think we all have bad days. And that's something that I put out there, whether on podcasts or social media, like I'm I'm not some superhuman, you know, uh, Iron Man individual that's like every day I crush and, and this, like I have my ups and downs. And the key for me is just doing something, something. Every day won't be perfect. I won't solve all the problems in one day. I give myself a lot of grace and a lot of buffer to slowly figure things out. But I'm like, I, something moves forward today. So it could be as simple as, did I drink my goals worth of water? Did I drink a gallon of water today? Great. That's my something for today. Did I read for 15 minutes? Did I listen to a podcast and increase my knowledge on one of my goal areas? Did I make a connection? Did I send an email? It doesn't have to be these giant leaps forward every day, but all these small, consistent implementation steps, they add up. So I'm always just using my affirmations again for accountability. And I think that's a big part of it that people are, are missing out on. They're not, they're, they're wishing it, they're dreaming it, they're thinking about it, but what are you doing about it on a consistent basis? And um, it's kind of a double-edged sword because then we can't put all that pressure on ourselves. It's not about doing something for all of them every single day, but maybe just one thing, you move the needle forward a little bit with one thing. And it could be, again, as simple as just some personal development, some learning connections, a little workout. You, maybe you meal prepped, maybe you went for a walk when you were stressed, maybe you meditated, but we can't get into the mindset of, Oh, but that's not enough. Cause I have all these other things. No, it is enough. You move the needle forward today. And if there's you know, a lot of stressful things happening around you with pandemics and social unrest and all this stuff. And, and that, that can get to you and we all, you know, deal with that. But if you are able to invest in yourself, uh, that's, that's the most important thing, even a little bit each day, it really adds up. And I'm proof of that. Yeah, absolutely. You can see that. And I think, um, do you know, a mentor of mine, actually, when I started, I was making that transition from lawyer to the entrepreneurial world. He, he, um, I have a, like a journal where I question things each day. And one of the things, and he guided me to do, and I think this is great because it really holds you accountable, is to ask the question, am I closer or am I complacent? Um, so you don't have to have achieved an amazing goal that day, right? But are you are you just a tiny bit closer? Are you inching or were you complacent and just you know let it go today? Um, the other thing I love is in my five-minute journal, a uh, question every night that I answer is, what could have made, so what it, what were three amazing things that happened today? And then what could have made it even better? 
And that's just, you know, and it's so easy, isn't it? Because you're, you're always trying to hit those three areas, right? Health, wealth, relationships. And it's so easy for one to be sacrificed, like on a really busy day. I think I just maybe didn't spend enough time with my kids, or maybe I wasn't really present as much as I should have been when I was with them. And just answering that question, just you just get that little bit better every single day. Do you have like a set, apart from the affirmations, do you have kind of to journal or other techniques that you use? Yeah, I do a a morning power hour. So I break it up into 15 minute segments. It's just my, like, it's a thing that I check off my checklist that I know, okay, I've invested in myself to start the day. So it's movement, meditation, learning time, and thinking time. So movement, I just do some stretching, some mobility. Um, I've lifted a lot of heavy weights in my days. So uh, I like to work, work my, my back and foam rolling and just kind of get the blood flowing a little bit. Uh, then I meditate for 15 minutes. Uh, I love the Headspace app for that. I've logged a lot, many, many minutes with our friend Andy on Headspace. And then um, learning time for 15 minutes. I, I read, I listen to podcasts, anything. A lot of times I'll go for a walk uh, if the weather is decent here uh, while I, I learn if I'm, if I'm doing audio learning. And then thinking time is something that is so underutilized where I just let myself free think. I can think about whatever I want. I can brainstorm. I can write notes. I can work on a project, but it's just free. Whatever I want my, to put my brain on, uh, I, I do it for 15 minutes at the start of every day. And that order works well for me. The movement starts to wake my body up. The meditation really kind of calms my busy mind. Then I learn. And then I usually have ideas from learning, which I implement in the thinking time. And I kind of keep a journal on that. And that it works really, really well for me. And you could create, uh, I have clients that do this and they can't start with a full hour, but they can do 30 minutes. They break it up into three 10 minute segments. And it might like one of them might be meal prep or journaling or singing or listening to music. I mean, I'm like, if we can give ourselves an hour every day, that's just for us. And we do whatever we want to do. It's filling up our cup first. And then the world gets the other 23. We can come out ahead with with just that. But so many people are so busy and so unwilling to invest in themselves. Uh, Moms, I'm, I'm talking to you. Moms put their children first and everyone else first. And I try to flip the, the the script there and go, okay, a healthy mom, a happy mom, that's good for the family. Like you invest that that fitness time in you, that health time in you, you know, read something, listen to something, fill up your cup first while everyone else is asleep. And you get that power hour in, even 15 minutes. That'd be a great challenge for your audience. It's like if you feel like you aren't doing anything for yourself, set the alarm for 15 minutes earlier than you would normally wake up, invest that 15 minutes in you, and you do whatever just fills you up and try that for a week straight. You're going to feel a lot better. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm a massive proponent of morning routine and just getting up early. You have to get up early enough to make the time. I don't know what technique you use, but for me to get up early and out of bed, you know, if, if I put the alarm beside my bed, even with a sunrise alarm clock, and even though I'm a morning person, right, I'm going to I'm basically still going to lay there and be lazy because it's just easier, right? The bed's warm. In summer, not so much, but when it's dark. So for me, the alarm is over the other side of the room 
Uh, so I have to get up and I use the Mel Robbins technique. So it's like five, four, three, two, one, go. I love it. I <laughs> love it. That's out of bed. <laughs> what about you? How do you, because you're an early riser, 4 a.m. Are you awake naturally or are you using an alarm? I use an alarm and I'm, I'm usually like, I'm excited about life. Honestly, I get up and I'm like, recess. Yeah, this is fun. I get to have fun now. And a lot of times when I'm going to bed, I'm kind of sad. I'm like, oh, playtime's over. Like my life is exciting because it's a life that I've constructed with myself and I'm not afraid to make big shifts. So I talked about in my story in, you know, two, between 2007, 2012, I had this big, amazing business that I built. And then uh, in 2020, uh, or at the end of 2019, I decided to let go of my gym and and sell it to my main uh, instructor, my my lead instructor, because I started to walk in that those doors and feel pressure and feel like it wasn't where I wanted to be. And I had other things going on business wise, and uh, the community had changed a little bit. And I was like, I don't feel like I want to be here anymore. And that was the way I had made all of my money basically, <laughs> and I had paid all of my bills. But I, I said, I'm not enjoying my life like I used to. So let's look at making a change. And I did that fearlessly. And so in 2020, I'm full-time as a full-time podcaster, you know, business coach, online entrepreneur. And I feel like my, my, my energy is there in the morning. I'm excited to get up. I've got all these exciting projects working on and I'm seeing the audience kind of explode. I've got three different podcasts and, and uh, you know, I'm working, I'm, allowing my coaching clients to borrow some of that knowledge, borrow some of that energy. And that just gives me energy back. So I have zero issue getting up in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. And do you, do you have a particular wind down routine then in the evening? Cause you say you're quite hyper. Are you quite disciplined about getting to bed early or, uh, cause I'm definitely a big proponent, you know, having, having, having sacrificed sleep for so many years and, and burnt myself out. I do. That's the one thing that's sacred. There's, there's seven and a half hours to me that oh, I've got to get some sleep in. Yes. I, between eight thirty and like nine 15 ish PM, I'm, asleep. I, we get our, our children to bed. I'm a big, like, that's a big part of my day is that evening time with the family, with my wife and kids and, you know, story time. Uh, my son and I like to do like word, word search, word puzzles. He's in fourth grade. So he's very into that sort of a thing. And we'll do some bonding time there. I'll read with my daughter who's in kindergarten and learning how to read. And I, I like, uh, four sigmatic, uh, reishi, mushroom tea. I'll, I'll drink some of that to kind of relax my system. I've got my blue light blocking glasses on. Usually as soon as the sun goes down, I'm, I'm popping those on, avoiding all the lights and things like that. I don't do a whole lot of TV or anything at night or phone time because uh, I'm trying to unwind. Um, like right now, I know a lot of my clients are having trouble sleeping because they're on their their news app on their phone without any blue light and it's stressing them out because all world news is pretty stressful right now. And they're getting that blue light in their eyeballs. So stress plus that light, they're having a hard time falling asleep and their, their sleep is terrible. So I'm like, how about we have like a no phone, no news rule past a certain time. Uh, maybe do some, some foam rolling or some meditation, some stretching, just anything. I view the, the evening routine like an airplane, nice and soft landing. You don't want to crash land your day. You don't want to go so hard and then crash land. You need a, a wind down time. So usually I'll do my last meal of the day between 4 and 5 p.m. I'm done eating. 
then the evening routine starts. It's all positive. It's all family. I do my affirmations, a little bit of stretching, foam rolling. Maybe if I feel like I'm really stressed out, I've got an infrared sauna. Maybe I'll hit, I'll hit that. Uh, just anything to relax my body. But I'm very focused from 5 p.m. on. Let's land the plane nice and softly here. And, and that routine uh, works really well. But I think it's worth, like you said, paying attention to and having a routine and not just sprint, 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 pass out. That's not going to produce you know, quality sleep, which is what we're really after. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what makes you uh, creative the next day. That's the thing, I think, isn't it? You might be able to execute start tasks and you might be you might be slower. You will be slower. But I find that, you know, sleep um, and creativity, the two go together. You need to really, um, really prioritize those. Um, so you um, in terms of business things, then just to sort of before we close, this is exciting. I think you told your gym at probably the perfect time. This is yeah. pandemic. The guy that bought it off you must be just crying. <laughs> um, but- yeah, the timing was good. I, I won't lie. That was, <laughs> yeah, the timing yeah, but was amazing. I, I feel like to bring the universe back in, I was owed some good timing with, with business. So I, I felt like that was a win that I deserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. And you've worked so hard for it. So now you have three podcasts. So you have the low carb hustle podcast, which helps people adopt a low carb um, diet predominantly, right. And helps them lose weight. Um, and is also for people in that space, right. Who are health professionals and, yep. and, um, and the, the other two podcasts, which are these. I've got two podcasts about podcasting. It's very, uh, very meta. I, I've got podcasting business school. So that is for more for, for podcasters that are looking to create a business around their show, uh, whether it's through sponsors or through the, selling their own products, programs, and services. That's kind of where I specialize. And then I've got another show called Let's Talk About Your Podcast, where I just, I love to talk to podcasters. So I have podcasters on and we talk about what's gone well, what hasn't gone so well, and uh, the lessons that we can learn from both of those things. And uh, both the shows are growing strong. Low carb hustle is really fun. We just launched that actually this week that we're talking in. And, um, I've got two co-hosts, Robert Sykes, uh, from uh, keto savage podcast and Danny Vega from the fat fueled family podcast. They've got really large audiences combined. We've done millions of downloads and we're kind of combining it all into this fun atmosphere. We're trying to make health podcasting less serious and more fun. Uh, by just like I created a game show episode where we have one of our community members come on. We've got six rounds. I've always had a dream of being a game show host. I don't know what it is. Uh, like Alex Trebek is like one of my heroes, you know? So we created six rounds where each round is, is sponsored by uh, one of our sponsors and there's products that the, the contestant can win and fun things like that. And uh, we've got community Q&A rounds, lots of really exciting guests, but we're, we're having fun with it. And uh, if you guys uh, follow us on Instagram, you can see that we do lots of uh, making fun of ourselves. Let's just put it that way. And, and lots of silly images and things like that. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the podcasting space and we're having a lot of fun with it right now. Amazing. Amazing. So I will link to all of those, um, those three podcasts in the show notes. Um, over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. And then uh, Instagram, your feed is amazing. Where, so your Instagram is at what handle? Because I know you've recently rebranded. <laughs> yeah, I, I just rebranded to Low Carb Hustle. Uh, so you can you can follow me at Low Carb Hustle on 
Instagram and the website is just lowcarbhustlepodcast.com. And that's the easiest way to find me. Amazing. Thanks so much for that, Adam. It's been great speaking to you today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Angela, thank you. I appreciate you. And if I could, can I issue a challenge to your audience? Is that, is yeah, that permitted? Yeah, okay. So oh. I love to do this anytime I guest on podcasts because I feel like podcast listeners we're all about, you know, sharpening the blade, sharpening the saw, you know, increasing our knowledge. And so if you're, if you're using this podcast to kind of sharpen the ax, I'll challenge you to think that a sharp ax is no good if we never swing it. So I, I, I am going to issue my implementation alarm challenge to your audience, Angela. If you are listening right now on your mobile device, your, your cellular phone, uh, there is most likely an alarm on that phone. I want you to set it for 24 hours from right now. And I want you to think about one idea, one spark, one, one aha moment in our conversation. You're like, ooh, I want to do that. Whether it's affirmations or you know, changing your morning routine, whatever, that one little thing. I want you to make it a goal to take some sort of action on that before that implementation alarm goes off 24 hours from now. And if you forget, that's okay. You know, at whatever time it is right now that you're listening, 24 hours from now, the alarm goes off. And you're like, why is my alarm going off at 2.47 p.m. in the afternoon? And then you think, oh, Adam, that, I got that thing. I made a promise to Adam and Angela that I was going to do something because I am worth it. All right, so set that implementation alarm 24 hours from right now and do something. Invest in yourself in that spark that you had during our conversation. And uh, you can always you know, hit me up on Instagram and tell me how it went. Yeah, amazing. We'll take a screenshot and uh, tag us. We'll repost, reshare. Um, let us know you're doing it. I love that. It's all about taking the action. Um, that's the thing. I think people listen a lot to things. And um, that's definitely been my thing this year is like everything that I read, I'm almost going to be taking in less material, but acting on it much more than ever before. Um, so that's amazing. Yes. I love that challenge. Um, thanks, Adam. Um, Angela, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As Adam said, um, make sure that you set an alarm on your phone so that you do one thing that you listen to. Start practically applying what we've covered in the podcast today and do one thing within 24 hours and tag me. Tag me on social. I'm most often on Instagram. It's at Angela S. Foster. Let me know what you're doing or send me a direct message. I'm always in my DMs reading them and replying to people. And even just take a screenshot of you with this episode and just post it. And I will let me know that you're listening and I will reshare it. I absolutely love connecting with my listeners. So, and if you prefer, you can always email me. It's Angela at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. But thanks again. Again, for listening, all the show notes will be over on my web website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources, and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle.